It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Quickly to Wall. Wall measures. Deal. Gets open for three. Welcome to Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network, your daily news from local experts. This is Quinn Mayo at T-O-Q-M underscore one of your hosts, and today I'm not joined by Becca MVP. I'm not. She's okay. She's fine. She's doing well, but I am joined by one of my longtime friends, one of my pals, my boy Jake Jones at, what is it, J.S. Jones underscore 10 underscore 10 on Twitter. Now, full disclosure, we've got an enemy in the room tonight. He is a Boston Celtics expert. Everything I need to know about those guys, man. He knows everything about these Boston Celtics. I mean, the Celtics. He has a Kelly Olynyk sweater that no, he wears. That's for the, no, that's crazy. No, that's too much. That's you're going, too, too, you're that's going too, much? too far. Okay, I'm just, I just, I, okay. You're going way too far. I read that wrong. You, you're going way too far. So he's going to fill in tonight for Becca, even though she is absolutely irreplaceable. So before we get started, I want all of you guys on Twitter to tweet and tell Becca that Jake and I, we miss her. Just let her know that right now, and let's hop into this episode of Locked On Wizards. <sighs> the Wizards lost last night, and the streak was snapped. Now, the streak was it's not a good one for the Wizards. The Mavericks snapped a six-game losing streak. They won 119 to 100. Now, Jake, you know, I don't know how much you how closely you follow this Wizards team. But what do you feel as though is the is the main problem? As an outsider looking in, because we tend to get caught up, you know, we talk about them every day over and over again. But we're the Wizards seem to be like the laughing stock of the NBA. As an outsider looking in, especially a, a NFC, I said NFC, we just talked about football. Especially as a Eastern Conference enemy, you know, what do you see wrong with this team? Well, Quentin, I, I, there's actually a couple things. So the first one is overall just looking at that team play. You know, last year I watched them play, especially against Boston. Mm-hmm. Just the fire in their eyes, the will them want to go out there and just kill somebody. Right. This year, they're kind of out there, kind of just prancing around, almost like they're kind of scared to make the plays that they're making. Mm. And, you know, that being said, that's kind of making the energy of the entire team, you know, feel way, way down low about themselves. All this stuff going on outside the team, talking about someone getting traded, you know, people talking bad about their coach. It's not good energy all around as a a unit Mm -hmm. on all sides of the organization. Mm -hmm. But the other thing that's even – you know, just as important, you know, being on the court, is I'm looking at these stats from last night, and I know John Wall's the man. He's dropping 24. Beal and Otto Porter, you know, his sidekick's dropping 19. But the effort from the bench, mm. 
I don't really see much there. A player like Keith Morris having four points in a game. That's crazy. He played 22 minutes. That's something that that, that should never happen. It's unheard of. Two for eight. Because his twin brother is in Boston balling. Yeah, Marcus is nice. His twin brother is in Boston balling. And then I see Kelly Oubre Jr. with six points in the whole game. He's supposed to be kind of like that four stud on that team. Yeah. There's just something something wrong. I I can feel it watching Mm -hmm. this team. Mm -hmm. And so I think that. They need to have a team meeting. Them just sit down and tell each other straight up what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't even care if it's negative. Tell it to me. Is that a players only because I need to hear it, like a Jimmy Butler meeting. Mm. Something, because the energy is not there. And who do you, who who would you blame for that energy though? Is that a, is that a coaching thing? Is that is that a John it's Wall a coaching being a leader thing? thing? It's a coaching thing. Okay. It's it's a co- it's on Scott Brooks, but it's also on John Wall himself. Mm-hmm. John Wall needs to act more of the Washington Wizards. He needs to be the Washington Wizards. Mm-hmm. The fact that they're even talking about trading him is ridiculous because mm-hmm. he's, he's supposed to be their franchise player. Yeah. But also looking at Scott Brooks, he has no emotion when he's coaching. Not at all. Nothing. Yeah. Like I've told you before, does he even call plays? <laughs> I mean, he's, he's kind of like a glorified cheerleader almost. We've had this conversation oh. many a times. I've, I'm, I think I'm probably one of the biggest critics, especially in this fan base, you know, this whole DC family fan base of Scott Brooks. I just because when you let's really talk about it. When you talk about Ernie Grunfeld, it's kind of like it's taboo to say his name. It's he's had a job for fifteen years, got a secret contract extension during the off season. He hasn't. He's not going anywhere. Ted Leons, for some reason, Ted Leons is not going to take him away. You know, from this fold. So the next best thing is to hope that you know Ted Leons is 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 competent enough to start making a little more of the decision for himself. Put, get a coach in there that the players respect. We talked about this the other night. Bradley Beal took the clipboard out of Scott Brooks' hand and drew up a play. You know now, what? mind you, he did turn he did turn the ball over on that possession following, but that's a that's a respect thing. Imagine KD taking. I mean, well, actually, no, because Steve Kerr lets his players, you know, just but just you know, in general, through sports, I we both play sports. I would never do that to my coach. You would never think of doing that to your coach. And I know we're not getting paid millions of dollars to to play a sport. But to take the clipboard and draw up your own play out of your coach's hands in a game that's, you know, it's it's close. It's still sports. It's how the game goes. It's just a level the of The coach makes the calls, and yeah. you got to respect that man. Because one thing that I see on that bench is that team comes comes back to the bench after a timeout. They sit there, and it's just sulk. Yeah. And there's not much going on. And you know what? As a coach, Scott Brooks should be there giving him some firepower, getting into him, telling him what to do. But he's not. He's not. He's a very nice guy. He's very oh, reserved. Oh, he's too nice. He's too he's, nice. He's very reserved. So... Oh, man. But I mean, you know what? Overall, though, you know, I know obviously we're upset about this game. The Wizards just haven't been looking like themselves. But you got to hand it to the Mavericks. They played a really good game. They did. And They shoot the lights out. I know they, team I know they the had a really bad Wizards. season last season. But if you look at their starting lineup, you got Harrison Barnes, Luka Doncic alongside of Dennis Smith Jr. You got Jordan and Matthews out there. Wesley Matthews had 22. Luka yeah. Doncic had 23, the Rook. Wesley Matthews made five three-pointers. Harrison point, Barnes as much as and Dennis Smith team. had 19. I mean, they didn't play against a bad team. You might want to call them a bad team, but that night they weren't a bad team. Mm. You called the Mavs on a good night. Yeah. and A great night. They just they just weren't firing back. Yeah, They took the energy right out of them. It's, it's ridiculous. This is one of those games where, you know, you typically look through your schedule and you're saying, Okay, that can be a win. That's going to be a tough one. You know, that's going to be that's going to be uh, we can we can beat them. This is one of those games where a team in Dallas that is on a six-game skid. This is one of those games you got to have just to save sanity. This is a mini West Coast road uh, a road trip they're going on, a mini trip they're going on, excuse me. And you got to be you got to be 
uh, Dallas Mavericks team. They're young. I mean, Luka Doncic. This is, I mean, he's he's got an old soul though. He's been playing basketball for a long time. But you got Dennis Smith Jr. His second year. This is a young team. Their their big time players are pretty young. DeAndre Jordan has been elite for a long time. And and side note, I love what he's doing from oh, the free throw line. Oh, of course. I think he's shooting what eighty percent from the free throw line for the first time in his career. Like that's that's ridiculous. He was two for two last night. He made his free throws <laughs> yeah. and he looks good. So I like how he's trying to reinvent himself. That's what, and that's what you have to do in this league. You have to reinvent yourself. You have to do things to, to continue to stay relevant. And that's what DeAndre Jordan is doing. So when we come back, we're gonna dive into some things. Um, Stephen A. Smith, man, he 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 laid into those Wizards. Kind of put the hurting on, he on put your the boys. Hurting on yeah. them. Because he cares about him, but he put the hurting on the Wizards. So we're going to break down some of his comments, see if we agree or disagree, and uh, we'll be right back after this commercial break. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but really the first words you want to say are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And trust me, as someone named Jake, that is a fact. That's the phrase that will help you feel good knowing that you have people who can help you find the right coverage for the things you want to protect. Insurance doesn't need to be complicated with a State Farm agent. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits you because your situation is unique. And State Farm is there to help you feel supported with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. And when you need ways to get help, don't yell or be angry because State Farm gives you options there too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com or their award-winning app. State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Welcome back to Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network, your daily news for local experts. It's Quinn Mayo here. No Becca MVP today. Got my boy Jake Jones filling in. Oh, before we even hop into the segment, how did I forget? Make sure I go check out Boston and Brew. This is our podcast we do twice a week here in uh, Randolph-Macon College in Ashland, Virginia. Just a little thing we do. We talk all sports. We talk college. We talk basketball. We talk football. We even talk some hockey. Whatever Definitely you want to hear. We talk some baseball. Whatever y'all want to hear, we talk that. So he's going to be filling in for Becca today. Um... Yeah, we definitely miss her absence. So when we're talking about Stephen A. Smith and and the Washington Wizards, that's a that's a love hate relationship. And lately, the Wizards have been on the hate side of this relationship between Stephen A. and the Wizards. So a few takeaways here. I'm just gonna throw some key phrases, some key things that I heard him say today. And I I make sure y'all, if y'all follow me on Twitter at this point, y'all see that I posted this video. Um, he says things like the organization is an absolute disgrace. He said John Wall is overweight. He said he's overpaid and overweight. Scott Brooks is not the right man for the job. Bradley Bill is their only tradable asset. Earlier on the show, he said they should trade him to the Los Angeles Lakers. And Max Kellerman followed that by saying, you know, it's not time to blow the Wizards up. Last year was when they should have blown the Wizards up. So, Jake, I mean, it's a lot to work with here. I'm just going to start with, whew, um, let's talk about Bradley Bill. Okay. Him being the only tradable asset now. John Wall's contract doesn't even kick in. It's a super maximum until next year. He's due $40 million. And if he is traded, um, that's a, it's a 15% trade kicker included in his contract. So if they trade him wherever he goes, the Wizards will still owe him 15% of that contract. So that's kind of like out the picture. I think that's very far-fetched to have him go. Otto Porter and Bradley Bill are kind of the names that are on the page. I mean, nobody wants to touch Otto Porter's contract with a seven-foot pole. He's due $106 million of some sort. He's averaging less than 10 points per game 
And Bradley Bill is kind of like he's in the middle. He's the guy. I mean, he's the most attractive option. If you're the Wizards, do you trade him away and look for some compensation? Or if you're the Lakers or the Portland Trailblazers or another team, do you do you try to get the Wizards to let him go? What would you do with Bradley Bill? So the thing is, I mean, for Stephen A to bring this up, he he's just looking for something to say to to give Wizards fans a sense of, yeah, maybe we should change this team to make it better. But for the Wizards, it's not about changing the team to, to make them better. Mm-hmm. Because we have seen this duo of John Wall and Bradley, Bradley Beal play lights-out basketball. Yes. In the past years, they, you know, they've made it to the playoffs. They've had to play against great teams in the playoffs. It's not like they were killing themselves in, mm-hmm. in the postseason. We know this team is capable of playing high-caliber basketball and being a top-four, top-five, even, even better in the East. Absolutely. So what it is is, so you're saying it's to not me, the players. you you don't want to break up the Bradley Beal and the John Wall, you know, combination there. Mm-hmm. Almost like they broke up the DeRozan and Lowry combination mm-hmm. in Toronto, which is working out because obviously you added an All Star to that team. Yeah, but that's different. He's a little more than an All Star. What I'm saying is, to take away Bradley Beal from this team, you take away someone who's been there his entire career. Yeah, who has done so much for Washington, who has played with these guys for years now. That's not the problem. Mm. We're ten games into the season, Quinn. Okay, so you're saying we're ten games in? Are we overreacting? Oh, we're overreacting completely. See, this is this what, is just a little slump. It's a bad. It's a bad part of the season. See, but Jake, this is when the this is when the Boston like the Boston EU has to decrease, and then the Wizards and me increases. This is these are not issues that we're just now seeing. You know what I'm saying? Like you look at the Lakers and LeBron James and them. They're not off to a hot start, but that team is just now. Completely new. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That team it's is just now being team. constructed. John Wall, Bradley Beal, and Scott Brooks. This is Scott Brooks' third year. We've seen the same issues over and over again. The Wizards have never, under the Scott Brooks era, they've never been a team that's going to X and O you to death. What have you always heard in the media about when you play the Wizards, you got to do what? You have to stop them on the fast break, right? Because this team only scores from points off of turnovers, which tells me, like, yeah, they get turnovers and they score on the fast break. When the majority of your points are coming off of points off of turnovers, that means you can't score on the half-court set which means it's a problem in the philosophy of the offense. I personally believe this team is so talented. John Wall is a multi-time All-Star. Bradley Bill was an All-Star for the first time last season. Even though Otto was in a slump, he's a shooter. He's a shooter. He led the NBA in three-point percentage for a good amount of time. I think it was two years he was number one or two. Him and a couple other guys were you know, going between uh, one, two, three slot, uh, Darren Collison in Indiana. So, this these guys are telling, and then you add in Dwight Howard, who left a Charlotte of uh, uh, Charlotte team where he was averaging a double double or better, or better. He could have started the All Star game over over uh, Al Horford. That's your boy, but I tell you this all the time: he had better numbers than Al Horford. So you bring in a lot of talent. Kelly Oubre, he's in his second, well, not second. He's in a season where he got a lot of PT last year. He's supposed to be developing to that player. Sadoransky got a lot of time when John Wall was down with injury. This team is deep. They're talented. But I don't care what player you trade to bring in here. If they're running the offense that they're is not currently constructed, they're, 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 they're not going to be able to fit in this exactly. type of play. Exactly. Like they're you're not going to be able to do anything. All you're saying this team can do what we know they can do. We know that. We yeah. know this team is talented. We know they have the stars. So that's how me and you both know what emerges. Scott Brooks. Yes. There's a problem. Like you said, they can't run half-court offense. They can't run a half-court They can't run set. plays. We always say, does he even call plays? I don't know. If you're always depending on steals and fast breaks and you know getting to the line, you're not going to win games. You're not going to win games like that. You have to be able to take down defenses in a half-court game of basketball. Thank you. 
Thank you. And I know the Wizards can do that. I know they have the key parts that they need to do that. We just got to wait for it. We got to wait for it. And, and it's something like last night I'm just watching a lot of ISO basketball. This team, it's so hard for them to score because everybody's just going one-on-one. Like, it's no doubt in my mind that this team can go they – can, they can break you down one-on-one. But for an entire game in the NBA, you can't depend on that. You just can't. You know what it. else I think it is with this team, Quinn, is because of their record right now, when they go out on the court every day, they know – that, that they're looking pretty bad. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that kind of takes a little bit of that competitiveness out of you. Like, when I'm watching these videos of John Wall that you've been pointing out, mm-hmm. playing defense, or, you know, kind of playing defense, yeah. you know, when they're playing that zone and he moves out the way, free rebound, they're not defending the three very well. Mm-hmm. That's all effort. And I feel like one of the main reasons why they're not doing well right now is because they don't, they're not putting in that effort because they're mad at themselves for not being good at this moment. Mm. So that's why I'm saying they need to have that one guy step up or that coach step up and lay down the hammer and the law and tell them, look, we're okay. Just play basketball and do what you guys know what to do, and you're going to be okay. It's all the effort, Quinn. Yeah. Effort is a big, big issue in D.C., and it's hard for me to put effort into this podcast talking about (laughs) how bad these guys are playing. But, you know, we're going to pay some bills. We'll be right back. And we're going to end this Locked On Wizards episode with a a look forward into the future. The Wizards play the Magic on Friday at 7 p.m. We'll take a look and see, are the Wizards going to bounce back and get their third win of the season on Friday? We'll be right back. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Welcome back to Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network, your daily news from local experts. Quinn Mayo and Jake Jones checking in. Jake's subbing in for Becca. She's on the bench right now. It's okay. She'll get her minutes later. You know what I'm saying? Jake has to – we got to put the rookie in, get him some time. Got to get him in some some on-court sets. We got to set him up. So, uh, we talked a lot about the Wizards. We talked about Stephen A and his comments, specifically the trade, um, the, the, the demand for the trade of Bradley Bill. Um, and then we talked about the Magic uh, – the Mavericks game. Now we're going to talk about the Magic game. The, the Orlando Magic, they're 4-6 on the season. Wizards 2-8. and eight. What do you see being the key to the Wizards winning this game? I mean, I know they're they're lacking a lot of areas. But what would you what would your number one point of emphasis be for this team? Well, this team is going to be very similar to the Mavericks in the way that they play. Mm-hmm. You know, even their record is, is very, very similar. Right. But for me, the bench has to do more mm-hmm. than what they've been doing these past couple games. You, I need double digits out of Keith and Oubre. Mm-hmm. Even Jeff Green is capable of putting up double digits. He went off on the Celtics last year. He did. I know he can do it. Yeah. I know a lot of people can do it on that team. 
I mean, there are seven, eight guys I can go out there and score double digits every night. Yeah. But I feel like they're too busy relying on John Wall and Beal and Otto to, you know, play at the level that they were last year. And everyone is kind of watching them and like, you know, you can do it, you can do it, keep playing, keep playing. Mm-hmm. But if they just chime in and play the ball that they can and start moving the rock around like I know they can, I mean, the way that they set up Oubre for, you know, corner threes or the way that J- uh, John Wall, you know, penetrates the lane and can find Otto Porter in the corner, anything, right. I know they can do it. And they can share the ball very, very well. And that's one thing I think they need to do against the Magic, get the ball moving, make them tired, yeah. and get an early lead to get that energy up. Because they need a lead, la- you know, last night – they were down. They, they were down the entire game. They go by. They go down by. Double they were down by nine at end the first quarter, and they just never look. The Mavericks never look back. Yeah. So you know, two key key points of emphasis are the bench, and just getting that early lead, keeping yeah. energy up. Yeah. Um. I I kind of said you know they they won a couple nights ago against the Knicks without Porzingis and Courtney Lee and Kevin Knox, and I was saying okay like this is good, but I feel like the Wizards talented their way. Uh, past the Knicks, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like they just relied on their stars. Their stars are way better than the stars that the Knicks currently have. And you can't talent your way over teams every single night. I think Wall and I think Bill played the entire fourth quarter. He did. He played the entire fourth quarter. John Wall, I think he played 29 minutes. They all, all the, most of the starters almost played 29 to 30 minutes on the night. And I'm saying these rotations are looking like a That's rotation. That's what you said. You said, oh, they got rotation. the win, but they had to put in so much effort just to get that win. Exactly. And it's the Knicks. You shouldn't have to do all that. The, the second unit has to step up. And I'm saying it's, it's like desperate times calls for desperate measures. Scott Brooks sees like, I think there is an alert that came out. I think it was Bleach Report or something to watch the post that said Scott Brooks is now in the hot seat. And I can't tell because when you're playing your star players, you know, 29, 30 minutes against – Against the Mavericks, against the Knicks, you're like, look, I know the rest of this team sucks. I don't have time to address that right now. I got to play my money makers but and try to get these dubs. That's what you got to do when you're 2-8. Lo- yeah, that's but, what you got to do. But you're doing that and you're losing games? That That's when I start to say, like, look, something has to be done. The Magic just came off a very good win. Well, not good. It was a tight win over the Cleveland Cavaliers, 102-100. to Cleveland fell to 1-9. It was the Evan Fournier. Buzzer um, beater. 22-foot yeah, buzzer yeah. beater. Yeah. So... Um, I'm looking at the stat sheet. Just quickly, we'll talk about it, and then we'll move on. Vucevic had 14 and 10. Aaron Gordon dropped 23, shot 60% from the field. And I'm looking, and the team is getting a lot of help from – you got Jonathan Simmons. On, he's played 21 minutes, dropped 11 points. You got um, Mo Bamba. I'm, I'm definitely excited to see my first Mo Bamba signing. I love the song. Everybody loves the song. Um, Terrence Ross gave you 15. Fournier had 15. So these guys are capable, and which is you can say that about any team in the NBA. The teams are capable. It's a winnable game for the Wizards, but it's not up to us to decide how winnable that game is. So we thank you uh, for joining us today on Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network. Jake, Quinn, signing Quinn, off. Thanks man. for having me, man. Right, we got to do this great another time. time, man. I don't mind talking about the Wiz kids. I know. See, on our show, we don't talk Wizards as much because it's kind of like, uh, it's rough. <laughs> it's rough <laughs> to talk about. It brings yep. down the mood. Yep. But um, if y'all want to uh, follow Jake Jones, Jake, go ahead and plug your stuff, man. Where you at? Follow me on Twitter, jsjones underscore 10. Mm-hmm. Make sure to follow Boston and Brute. That's at Boston and Brute. Absolutely. Take a look at our podcast. Let us know what you want to hear. But, hey, most of all, thanks for having me out there, Wiz Nation. Absolutely. Um, you want to check out more of this dynamic, this one-two punch, this shoot guard, and this, this point guard, check out Boston and Brute. Like he said, um, we'll be back Friday or probably Saturday to discuss the Orlando Magic versus the Washington Wizards. Again, Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network, your daily news from local experts, Quentin Mayo and Jake Jones, signing off. See ya. Hey, Prime members. 
You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.